Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is chair, C-H-A-I-R. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's supposed to try for it? Well, we invited some lawyers and some secretaries who work for psychiatrists to the program tonight, Groucho. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Jackie Mandel and lawyer John Jacobs, Jr. And here they are, folks. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Miss, uh, Miss Fenneman? Mandel. You can uh, pick up your check at the front office. And... <laughs> Jack, Jackie Mandel, eh? Uh, you're a secretary to a psychiatrist? Yes, I am. Oh. What's his name? He may be listening. Well, I'm listening. Why don't you tell me? Eh? Yeah, but you can't fire me. <laughs> I could have. I had matches. <laughs> Where are you from, uh, Miss get all Ma- burned up. What? <laughs> this is going to be a duel of no wits. I <laughs> where, where are you from, Miss Mandel? Chicago. Chicago. And Mr. Uh, Jacobs, you're you're a lawyer. I am, sir. Uh, are you married? Yes, sir. Do, do you have any children? I have two stepchildren. And uh, how many children do you have, Miss Mandel? I'm not married. Well, don't come running to me with your problems. <laughs> well, let's talk about psychiatry, Miss Mandel. Huh? Uh, in the first place, how, how do you spell it? P S Y C H I A T R Y. That's pretty good. I always thought that was chrysanthemum. <laughs> How does a psychiatrist work on a patient? For example, does he have them lie down and tell their life story? What does he do? Well, it's optional. Some want to sit up and some like to lie down. And Is it any cheaper, lying down? (laughs) No, it seems about the same. By the way, did you hear about the two psychiatrists who met on the street and one of them said, Hello? The other one said, I wonder what he meant by that. <laughs> Mr. Jacobs, uh, what kind of a lawyer are you? Well, I hope I'm a good lawyer. Do you know the penalty for perjury? <laughs> Suppose in a criminal case your client is obviously guilty. Uh, what do you do, Mr. Jacobs? Well, if, if he's obviously guilty, I will defend him to the best of my ability uh, in a legal manner. Show enough? <laughs> Some lawyer that's strapping the buckle on the electric chair and he's tickled pink because he got him a legal conviction. <laughs> now, do you, do you take any case that comes along or just a guilty one? <laughs> I uh, take any case that I think that uh, I may be able to help anyone, but I have the right to turn down if I desire. Let's say I've been arrested for stealing. Uh, would you take my case? Uh... What kind of a case? Well, I didn't steal anything. I happened stealing to be, what? Well, I happened to be walking down an alley, and uh, 
four chickens flew into my gunny sack. <laughs> now, how are you going to keep me out of jail? Well, I have various means uh, to sort of prolong the thing. I could probably... Uh, you mean the sentence? <laughs> get a habeas corpus and I probably get you out on bond. And then a uh, writ of mandamus possibly might uh, work or a writ of prohibition. I see. Well, there's a fine legal point involved here. While these chickens were in my possession, two of them laid eggs. <laughs> now, who do the eggs belong to? Me, the chickens, or the guy who was shooting at me? <laughs> that sounds worse than a law school question or a bar examination. I would say that in that case, possession is just about nine-tenths of the law. You think so? Uh, all right. Now, by some miscarriage of justice, I wind up in your court, and you're going to spring me. Now, what do you do? Well, it sounds to me like that I probably should have pledged you uh, insane at the beginning. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Jacobs, you were a passable witness, and if I ever need a lawyer, I'll see a good psychiatrist. <laughs> now, in just a minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at $1,000. First, here's something of importance. It's not too late to wish a happy new year to all you car owners and to add a word of advice. For a year of trouble-free motoring, have your car checked regularly and by a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. If you're not one of the thousands who already know how expert DeSoto Plymouth service is, resolve to find out this week. And while you're there, make sure to ask your DeSoto Plymouth dealer about the two great cars he handles. The DeSoto is truly a magnificent car. It's a big car, yet it has sleek, graceful lines. A solidly built car that handles with complete ease. From its featherlight steering to its responsive brakes, from its waterproof ignition to its chair-high seats, DeSoto is a car built for extra convenience, extra comfort. And, of course, it's a DeSoto that lets you drive without shifting. And as for value, you'll be amazed how far your dollars go today when you buy a brand new DeSoto. Remember, too, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the American beauty. So drive in where you see those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Now, let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000. Fenneman, explain the rule. All right. <clears throat> each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous athletes. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet? Mm, yeah, 10. 10? Okay. And what sport is Sammy Bow famous? B-A-U-G-H. Football. Football is right. Well, they're on their way, Blanco. They have $30. All right, you got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you bet on your second question? 20 All right, and what no, sport is Bobby... Answer. And what sport is Bobby Riggs famous? Tennis. Tennis is correct. <laughs> well, you people are on your way. You have $50. You got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 will you bet? 25 All right. 30 with... 30 huh? $30. And what sport is Ted Williams famous? Baseball. Baseball is right. <laughs> on your way up now, you have $80. $80 is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 80 are you going to go for? $50. $50. And what sport is Ben Hogan famous? 
Oh, oh golf. golf is correct. And you win $130 from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Groucho's secret word is still chair. We invited some rocket experts and some railroad engineers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected engineer John Morrison and rocket expert Albert Dewell. And here they are. Folks, come on in and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, gentlemen, to your bet your life. Oh. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Now, let's see. Uh, Mr. Dewell, uh, you're a rocket expert? That's right. Oh, you're a rocket expert, huh? Where are you from? The moon? No, I work at the... Boneyopolis? Or... The Naval Ordnance Test Station, China Lake. China Lake. And Mr. Morrison, you're the engineer, I presume. Yes, sir. Where, where are you from? Well, I was raised in uh, Colorado, Groucho, born in California. What'd you do? Have one leg in each state? <laughs> <laughs> who did you work for? Uh, who do you work for? Uh... The Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway. Oh, well, you know that song? About yes, the... Could you sing it? No, I I'm no singer. You don't have to be a singer for that song. You just have to be a railroad, that's all. Right? Are, are, you, are you married? Uh, yes, sir. Did your wife uh, ever give you a roundhouse when you have an argument? Mm. <laughs> Do you run any special train or just a string of boxcars? Well, I have uh, run almost all the trains they have. At the present time, I'm on one of the San Diego streamline trains between here and San Diego. When you go on a vacation, uh, how do you travel? Oh, just one way. Rails, of course. You take the rails. I don't mind traveling by rail. It's the tar and feathers that bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, uh, Space Patrol, tell us about your rockets. For example, how big are they? Well, they run between one foot and 30 feet. As much as that, huh? Well, what kind of a noise does it make when it goes off? Oh, several different kinds of noise. They go whiff or zoom. Something like that. Are you trying to scam me? <laughs> Zoom, you too. Right? You can play at that game, you know. Right? You think we'll ever be going to the moon in one of your rockets? I think so. I think in about 30 years you will. What would a trip to the moon be like? What, for example, would I need to pack in my overnight bag? <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Well, to start off, when a rocket takes off, they'd probably strap you right to your chair and you I do. Expect- Secret white chair, and you and the engineer over here split a hundred dollars between you, huh? Well, <laughs> I expect to be strapped to my chair, but not on the moon, huh? Well, when the rocket takes off, you'd be strapped to the chair, and uh, on the way up, anyhow. on the way up, you'd probably pass meteorites and uh, flying stars, and when you get there. Uh, you'd probably have to take your own uh, food and water. and uh, What you... kind of food? Food that you eat today. How do you know what I ate today? <laughs> and, uh... Suppose I didn't eat today. What kind of food would I take from home? <laughs> what you ate yesterday, I guess. <laughs> well, you take regular... What about tomorrow's food? Would you be interested in that, huh? I'm going to have lamb stew tomorrow night for dinner. How would that be on the moon? Imagine it would be pretty good if you Fine. take it. Okay, up there. well I'm all set now. You'd probably uh, you'd probably have to have weights in your pocket because if you didn't, you'd take a step. You'd probably go up thirty or forty feet. That's I'm in great shape. <laughs> You're walking around the moon with lead in my pants and a lamb stew. Huh? 
That's the most curious equipment for a solar trip I ever heard of. Well, that's theoretically speaking. Oh, this is just all theoretical that's stuff, right. huh? Maybe I won't even need the lamps to, huh? Could be. I couldn't take the Santa Fe from San Diego, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll go. But I'm only buying a one-way ticket. I'm not going to throw my money away, huh? How fast do your rockets go? Oh, they go as fast as 2,000 miles an hour. Really? They go that fast? Yes, sir, they do. Wouldn't do the lamp still much good, I <laughs> Now, Streamliner, how would you like to drive a train that made it to Chicago in an hour? Well, under the conditions we got here, I'd, it'd be quite a thrill. 2,000 miles an hour. You'd lean out of the cab to kiss your wife goodbye in Los Angeles and wind up kissing a red cap in Kansas City. <laughs> Well, we've come a long way from Noah's Ark to Rockets, and I never thought I'd live to see both of them. <laughs> All right, now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. The lawyer and the secretary won $130. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Islands of the World. Is that right? That's right. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to risk? Uh, 15 what is the name of the island off the toe of Italy? Uh, Sicily. Sicily is correct. Well, you told the party, and on your way, you have $35. All right, remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 35 are you going to bet? Uh, 31. 31. Yes. Do you approve of that, Johnny? Oh, you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. They're Johnny is for... an amiable cuss, isn't he? <laughs> I bet he let you ride free on his railroad. <laughs> Good. Try it sometime. You get kicked off of Glendale, huh? <laughs> All right, what's the name of the island prison located in San Francisco Bay? Alcatraz. Alcatraz is right, huh? Now you have $66. Johnny Morrison, how did you know that so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I've been by there lots of times. Is that your alma mater? <laughs> All right, here's your third question. How much of the 60 are you going to bet? 66. 66? Yes. Oh, $60. $60. What is the largest island in the world? Uh, you can talk it over, you know. And if you're not sure, take a guess. Cuba? Australia. Madagascar. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's Greenland. Greenland. You now have six dollars. Go for the six. Just go for the six. You just got enough left for the lamb stew to the moon. <laughs> All right, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. You're going to bet the six dollars. What is the name of the string of islands extending from Alaska? Aleutian. The Aleutian Islands is right. And you wind up with twelve dollars from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. What are they? Proceed. All right, Groucho, the secret word is still chair. Uh, just before we went on the air, uh, we selected uh, a young mother who has some young children to be on the program, Mrs. Grace Hunter. Her partner is a nursery school teacher, Mrs. Grace King. Ladies, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, girls, to You Bet Your Life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, let's see, a mother, some small children, and a nursery school teacher. Mrs. Uh, King, you're, you're from a nursery school. Yes, huh? I am. Do you, do you teach the flowers about the bees? Uh, <laughs> no, no? Not exactly. Uh, which nursery school? Huh? It's the Hillendale Nursery Kindergarten in Pacific what, Palisades. What's your language? You know? <laughs> what did you say was the name of that? Hill oh, and Dale. Oh, Hill and Dale. <laughs> 
Are, are you married? Yes, I'm married. You, you are married, huh? Well, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> well, well, what does your husband do? He is a field representative with the uh, Social Security Administration. He's with the Social Security? You mean he's over 65? <laughs> How did you meet uh, Mr. Hunter? I'm... Oh, you mean, you're Mrs. King, huh? <laughs> Mr. Hunter isn't good enough for you, huh? <laughs> you look very pretty, Mrs. Uh, King. You don't mind if I call you Mrs. Hunter occasionally, huh? <laughs> And uh, you, uh, you're, you're, you're Mrs. Hunter, is that right? Huh? That's right. Now, Mrs. Hunter, how did you meet your husband, Are Mr. He... King? <laughs> he was going steady with the redhead next door. And, uh... Your I... husband was going steady with a redhead next door? Yes. And uh, I used to go to dancing school, and then I'd come home and teach my four brothers and my sister how to dance, and he used to come over to learn, too, because he didn't know how to dance. And what happened to the redhead? (laughs) Well, uh, I moved away from that neighborhood. I moved two blocks over, and uh, I don't know what happened to her because he started coming over to my house. (laughs) Well, did he ever tell you about the redhead? He didn't have to. I lived next door. <laughs> How long have you been married, Mrs. King? Uh, Mrs. Hunter has been married 13 years. <laughs> You've been married 13 years? And how many children do you have? I have six. You have six children, huh? Yes. That redhead just got out in time. <laughs> How many, how many of these kids are, are boys, Mrs. Hunter? There's three boys. You have three boys? Let's see. Yes. Three. Hmm. Six. Six. Well, you must have three girls, huh? That's right. I don't want you to think I wasted my early years shooting pool. Well, let's change the subject. And if I know the subject, it probably needs changing. How many children do you have in your nursery, Mrs. King? Twenty-seven. And uh, how old are your children? From uh, two to five. They run from two to run five? Run from two to five. They must be pretty tired by five o'clock, huh? <laughs> what, are the, what are the names of your youngsters? Mrs. Hunter. Oh, I thought you were going to ask all 27 names of the nursery school. <laughs> okay, what are the names of your youngsters? <laughs> Well, what are their ages? <laughs> Mrs. Hunter, what are their ages? My children's ages? Your ages. Oh, they run from three to twelve. <laughs> you mean that your kids can run longer than her kids? <laughs> Why is that? Do they get lamb stew at your house? <laughs> you think your children would be interested in a trip to the moon? <laughs> well, when it starts. <laughs> what, what are their ages, Mrs. Hunter? They run from... Specifically, yeah? Oh, well... I have one that was just 12, and I have one that will be 12 in three months, and I have one that's nine. You have one that's 12 in three months? I have one that just was 12, and in three months I'll have another one that will be 12. That one isn't even born yet, huh? And I have one that's nine, one that's six, and two that are three. I see. And how old would you say the redhead is now? Now, Mrs. King, tell us about your nursery. What is the purpose of such a school? 
Well, we provide an enriched environment for the preschool child before he's ready, ready for the formal ed education. No, I mean, that's what you tell the mother when they... <laughs> when you try to hook him for that $50 a month. I mean, what actually is the purpose of the school? See, I have a four-year-old, too, you know. Well, we um, help the children to live together. You want to hear a story about my child? Love to. <laughs> I had her up in Beverly the other day, and she's four years old, and she's about that high, and she had these two big guns on she could barely walk. She's going like this. And like, these two big revolvers were bailing down like this. And finally she turned to me. She says, Daddy, carry me. I says, carry you? Well, you're supposed to be a big cowboy. Hop along. I suppose somebody comes along and, uh, and sees you in my arms. She says, well, if anybody says anything, I'll tell them you're a horse. <laughs> uh, Rocco? What's that? Everybody off stage... I'm sure some people out here in the audience have been wondering how these two children of Mrs. Hunter's can be so close to 12. I mean, one is, is uh, 12, and then another one is going to be 12 in three months. How is this done? <laughs> I don't. Okay, well, Mrs. Hunter. Well, one of the boys... How come that one of your children is 12, and one is 12 in three months? <laughs> well, I, I had five children, and the one boy that's the oldest was lonesome because the rest were girls and then the twin babies. So we adopted a boy to go with him, <laughs> keep him company. Benjamin, try not to come back again, right? <laughs> How do your kids amuse themselves on a rainy day, Mrs. Hunter? Oh, they go out in the garage and fight. <laughs> Out in the garage and fight? <laughs> you, your Band-Aid bill must be pretty big around that house. <laughs> now, how do your kids amuse themselves on a rainy day? Well, we have them indoors, and they sit on chairs and, and work at their tables. Yeah! Here ah! <laughs> some chairs, and you and Mrs. Hunter are going to spread $100 between you, huh? $50 a piece there. Now, what are some of the games you play with your children, Mrs. Hunter? Oh, I play... Uh, Play hide and seek and red light, green light. Red light, green light? How do you play that? Well, you all get in a line and, uh, and you, you tell them they can go and then they have to stop real quick on the line. Didn't you ever play it? <laughs> we play London Bridge is Falling Down. Well, let, let's play one of your games. Uh, are, are you willing? Why, sure. What would you like to play? <laughs> Would you be interested in a snappy game of post office? <laughs> How about London Bridge? I haven't played that for over a year. First idea to make the bridge. Like this. Well, Mom, we're starting. Do I go? I go in here. Falling down. Well, what do I do? Falling down. <laughs> Is there an arthritic doctor in the house? <laughs> well, you make a wonderful team uh, Feminine but wonderful huh? The next time I want to play games I'll stick to spin the bottle <laughs> All right, now we're ready Now let's see how well you make out in the battle for the thousand dollars You've got to run your twenty dollars into more than our other couple I can't tell you how much the other couple's won But Feniman's going to remind our listeners The lawyer and the secretary are still ahead with a hundred thirty dollars 
Here we go. Let's see how high I can bet you $20. You selected fictional children. Here's your first question. Now, how much are you going to bet? Ten. Ten. Ten? All right. What was the name of the little girl who trespassed on the three bears? Goldilocks. Goldilocks is right. And on your way, you have $30. You got thirty dollars. Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. How much of thirty are you going to go for? Twenty. Twenty dollars. What was the name of the little boy who discovered a magic lamp? Aladdin. Aladdin is right. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the fifty are you going to go for? Thirty-five. What was the name of the little girl who went through the looking glass? Alice. Alice is right. And you Five dollars. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the eighty-five you're going to go for? Don't oh, I sound like an auctioneer? <laughs> Sixty-five. 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 What was the name of the little boy who was a pal of Tom Sawyer's? Huckleberry Finn. And they wind up with a grand total of one hundred and fifty dollars, and that means that they, with their hundred and fifty dollars, get the chance at the Desoto Plymouth one thousand dollar question. <laughs> Earlier, I mentioned the wisdom of having your car checked regularly at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. The benefits to you and your family in time saved, in reducing inconvenience, yes, and in money saved by a regular DeSoto Plymouth dealer checkup are things you can't afford to be without. Take lubrication as just one case in point. DeSoto Plymouth dealers keep accurate files on when your car ne- lubrication job. And when they do lubrication work, they do it right of lubricants in the right amounts when and where your car needs it. Proper lubricating is just one of the many important jobs DeSoto Plymouth Service is equipped to do right. Take advantage of the better service that's available to you wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully, and please no help from the audience. Here it is. The political pot already is seething for the presidential elections in 52. For $1,000, who was the candidate of the Dixiecrats in the 1948 election? What's the answer well, uh, you two have decided upon? What was the name of the vice president that was with Roosevelt? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The name is J. Strom Thurmond. T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. No. That was a tough one. I'm sorry. That's the correct answer. How much did they win, Fenneman? Well, they wound up with $150. Well, that's not so bad. And you said the secret word, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they, they have how much? $280? $250. Well, a veritable fortune, $250. <laughs> so that means the big question next week... means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won $250. Congratulations and thanks to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth 
$1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Remember the ABCs of safety. Always be careful. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.